Welcome to the Stephen and Arjun's Football Podcast, where they discuss anything football, everything football. This podcast is brought to you by Starshot Bakery and Misuboy SG. Craving for party treats like cakes and cookies in Subang Jaya? Visit starshot.bakery on Instagram. Or would you like tiramisu in Singapore? Visit misuboy.sg on Instagram as well. Good evening, listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Steven and Aziz Football Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Sashtrak Bakery and Misubo Energy. Yesterday, we released an episode of the Euro 2020 preview, and today we will have another episode focusing on the group matches, the first round of group matches in Group A, Group B, and Group C. And today with us, we have, uh, again, our co-host, Arjun. Arjun, welcome. Thank you, Stephen. And today on our guest, we invited back Champions League winner, Chelsea fan, Albert. Albert, welcome back. Woo! Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> okay, I think before we start, I think we have a short one. Albert, how do you feel? Do you watch the match? And yeah, how do you feel about it? Um, it was surreal. I mean, like... Um... I wasn't really expecting much at the very first because I, I, I think like a Manchester City had a pretty good uh, first few games, the first few minutes, but then it was, it was un- unbelievable. If I'm, not in my, in my, if I'm not living in the dorms, I think I would yell all over the place. <laughs> when hey, but I think ball. Chelsea defended really, really well. Yeah, yeah, Chelsea defended really well. Um, there are some cr- crucial defense um, from Rudiger, Aspilicueta clearing the ball and... Definitely a Reese James pocketing uh, Sterling as well, and Kante was all over the place. Yeah, it was an amazing game. Yeah, I mean, like, even though City didn't have a defensive midfielder, but their attack is still there. La. So, yeah, true. and Chelsea, number one, they defended really well, and number two, their counter attack was very effective. Yep. In fact, I watched, the, I watched the repeat of the match. Chelsea had more clear cut, so to say, chances compared to City. La. Yeah, true. I think like Chelsea played really well, like chance-wise, but possession-wise, I think Manchester City had the um yeah of course, of, of, course. The, of, the, of the game yeah yeah okay. Anyway, back to today's topic. Today we're gonna to talk about um the first round of fixtures for Group A, B, and C. So there's a total of six matches, and also um we will do a score prediction for all those six matches, and for those big teams like Belgium, uh. Netherlands, we will, be, we will do a starting 11 prediction as well. And also, we will talk about any key threats from any of those teams and also any player in form. Of course, the team we have like, the focus here is, of course, the, the more, more of the Euro powerhouse like Italy, Belgium, and Netherlands. Yeah. So, without further ado, let us start today's um, discussion. Uh, we shall start with Group A first. The first match starting today is Turkey against Italy. Uh, Arjun, would you like to get the ball rolling? Yeah, sure. So, uh, Turkey versus Italy is the opening match of Euro 2020. Um, mm. So, looking at Turkey's form going into Euros as well, they've had a couple of wins. We've had, uh, they've had a couple of draws. They've had a couple of wins as well. They had even uh, won against Netherlands in the qualifying for the World Cup. Mm. Um, so they, they are going yes. in good form, and in terms of players as well, they have uh, good play- players who have been on form, such as Kabak, Soinku. So that centre back pairing is pretty strong. 
Then they have just because he played for Liverpool. I, I mean, uh, to be fair, towards the end of the season, he played pretty well. I would have to say. Yeah, yeah, true. Uh, he stepped in quite well along with uh, Nico Williams and uh, sorry, Reese Phil- Phillips. Uh, Reese Williams. Williams, right? Reese yeah. Williams and Phillips. Yeah. Phillips, uh, yeah. In addition, they have Yilmaz. Yilmaz has been in good goal scoring mm. form as well this season. Yeah, and he won. He won a title with Liu. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that and they have Chahar Noglu as well, who is a good yeah. player. Yeah, and you target, right? Yeah. So <laughs> although on paper it seems like Italy has the upper hand, um, I mean Italy also has a lot of good players: Donnarumma, obviously, Jorginho, Immobile, Insigne, Berardi. Mm. Uh, not forgetting Berardi as well. Uh, mm. And but their defense is aging. I think uh, all their defenders are quite old, especially the centre-back pairing, Bonucci and Cellini. Yeah. So, I think it might be a draw, a high-scoring draw. Um, or maybe 2-2, I'd go for 2-2. Even though traditionally Italy have been strong defensively, I think in this match, they'll let in goals. And given Turkey have been playing yeah. well, yeah, so I'll go for a draw. Mm. Okay. Um, all right. Um, so... The next match is Wales versus Switzerland. Um, Albert, you want to talk about that? I'm going to talk about that. Yeah. Um, Wales. Yeah, I don't know what to talk about. Um, Wales versus Switzerland, but I think like um, I think if you want me to support which team, I think I'll support the Switzerland instead of Wales. I think they have like a more balanced oh, team compared to um Wales probably. You know, in defense, they have um. Have a lot of good good uh, defenders like Manuel Akanji, Kevin Mbappu, and then they're in the midfield. Mm-hmm. You have Jaka as well, Jakiri, and then in the attack mm-hmm. you have Rui Mbolo, very young, quite talented as well. So I think like uh, Switzerland probably will have the more balanced team compared to Wales. You know, just like having uh, probably Gerafel or probably Ramsey head leading the lineup and things like that. So I think like probably Switzerland will have a better chance of winning the game, but it's really hard to say. From what I know for, of, of what I know about these two teams. Mm. Yeah, 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 I agree with you. But to be well. honest, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I feel that looking through the squad, lah, I feel that in terms of star quality wise, or maybe because we watch soccer or we watch football in the United Kingdom more, that's why we know the real squad better as compared to the Switzerland squad. Like, is the uh, they they not only have Gareth Bale. You know, mm-hmm. they have other players that they can rely on, like Dan James, Harry Wilson from Liverpool, um, yeah. Aaron Ramsey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Allen. Joe yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Joe Allen. Uh, yeah. Nico so, Williams as well. <laughs> yeah, so it's like they have young and experienced player, you know. Yeah. Yeah, here and there. But... And, and there, there's that star quality uh, or that moment of magic from Gareth Bale that they can, he can produce, you know. Uh, other than, uh, as compared to uh, Switzerland's squad, which is quite uh, average, I feel. Right. Even with Sheda Sakiri inside, it's still, I would say it's an average squad. Like. There, there isn't a, 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 a superstar in there like Gareth Bale for, for Wales. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so for this match, I don't know. For, yeah. mm-hmm. I think go ahead. No, no, sorry. You're going to say the score prediction, is it? Oh, yeah. So, for this match, I was, I was going to predict that uh, Wales to win. Uh, win oh, to oh, okay. Wales to win. Okay. okay. Uh, I, I was actually going to go, uh, agree with Albert. 
because uh, traditionally mm. Switzerland squad have been quite well balanced. Like like what you say, they don't have like star names as such. Like Chakli is technically a star name, but yeah, Wales have better, more more star names, so to speak. But Switzerland have traditionally been a well balanced squad. But yes. usually the common consensus is that Switzerland always somehow doesn't tend to do well in the matches they are expected to do well. Mm-hmm. So for that reason, I think Wales will have a chance. But I still think in this match, Switzerland will go through like maybe one nil, like a yeah, yeah, like a tight, tightly fought contest. Hmm. But I remember what Cedric said. Okay, there's another point I remember Cedric point out in the last episode, which is Switzerland tend to do very well in good stages. Yeah, that's a fair point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we shall see. We shall see. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. So we shall move on to Group B for the first round of fixtures. Um, the first match we want to discuss today is Denmark against Finland. Arjun? Yeah, so uh, this is coming to one of the teams where we don't have that much knowledge on, uh, we don't know that yeah. many players, but I'll still give it a go. Uh, looking at form, yeah. of course, again, um, Denmark is traditionally a very solid team, although they don't have that many star players. Yes, they have Christian Eriksen, um, but... Uh, they have been doing well in recent matches, World Cup qualifying as well as friendlies. Uh, they have a good goalkeeper, mm-hmm. Cashmus Michael. Mm-hmm. They have mm-hmm. a decent, solid defense, uh, Christensen and Kier. I, I don't know how to pronounce his name. <laughs> Kier. Mm-hmm. Simon, yeah. Simon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Simon. Yes. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then they have the playmaker, which is Ericsson. But they do also have the young striker, Dolberg, who did very well at IX. And they have the Barcelona striker brand with, who I did not know was Danish until I looked at the squad. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he is a number nine in Barcelona. Give you, give you some respect. <laughs> and and looking, looking at the last friendly they played against Bosnia, they won 2 Even on the bench, they actually have quite good players. They have Westergaard, they have Delaney from uh, Dortmund, they have Yusuf Olsen, they have Pierre and Bill Hoiberg. So, I think yes. they have quite a solid squad. Uh, however, Finland, they have not been doing too well. They've been on a losing streak. Uh, and mm. in the squad, I don't think I recognize anyone other than maybe Timu Puki. Yeah, Timu Puki. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone was <laughs> the only one. <laughs> yeah, so I don't see a way for Finland to win this match. I think Denmark will win comfortably. Yeah. I mean, Puki might score yeah. the odd goals, but I think Denmark will win like easily like 3-1 or 4-1. Yeah, I agree, I agree. I think it's pretty, pretty well covered by Arjun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the star quality of, of Denmark overpowers the, the, the Finland squad. Lah. So yeah, same, yeah. same as you, I only know Tuki from, from Finland. Like, <laughs> yeah, the only player I know, yeah, he, he was with Norwich. He's still with Norwich, yeah. yeah. So for me, my prediction is a 3 new win for Denmark. 3 new okay. Yeah. So you don't give uh, Finland a chance they would score? <laughs> Uh, nah, I don't think so. Maybe, maybe they will. Maybe three one, just because it is a, you know, first match. Then some players yeah. are a little bit edgy, you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Have a warm up to, to, the, to the to the 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 speed of the game. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, let us move on to one of the you know the the, the 
teams that we recognize or better recognize in Europe. Yeah. Uh, Belgium against Russia. Uh, Albert, you want to talk about right. Belgium? Arjun, I know that you like Belgium as well, so later you get your chance. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'll wait for you all to. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, what was the question again? Sorry. Belgium against Russia. What's the score prediction? Score prediction for Belgium versus Russia. Um, I think it would be 2-1 win for Belgium. 2-1. One, okay. Considering like how um, Russia have been pretty good in the World Cup, but but of course it's been four years and a lot of things have changed. But I think like Russia will have a pretty good um, chance against um, Belgium as well. I think it will probably be one of the better matches um to watch. Hmm. They don't really have like superstars, um, but I think like Russia has been really really well and left a very strong impression um, on me, especially during the two thousand eighteen um, World Cup when they were the host and they knocked out uh Spain. Yeah, 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 true. Yeah. Then, then this, then this who? What was his name again? Then Charles V, was it? He played. Uh, uh Serious you know, back in the days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. Real Madrid player back in the days. Yeah, he was the, the star player for that, that squad. Like. So I think it will be a really interesting match to watch. I think my Belgium will have some better quality and, you know, getting a win over Russia in the end. I think it's too much of a better call. Uh, Arjun, anything you want to add on? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, good good analysis as well. And uh, again, Belgium have had a good uh, World Cup qualifying. Um, good, re- recent-ish friendly, uh, won 1-0 against Croatia, drew 1-1 against mm. Greece. Not too good, some rust as well. So, compared, I mean, Belgium of the World Cup is, was definitely stronger than the Belgium now. Uh, I think as... Uh, Cedric said as well in the previous episode, uh, they have an aging defense. Uh, Vertonghen and Aldebaran are not as good as they used to be. Company is not there anymore, so they don't have a leader in the back. So the defense is definitely weaker, and Hazard is not on form as well. Uh, Lukaku is on form, Carrasco is on form, but Hazard is not on form. So that might count against them. De Bruyne might not be fully fit for the match as well, so I'm not too sure about that. Russia, on the other hand, have uh, had a tendency to be unpredictable, I think, in the past. Like, um, I mean, of course, previous World Cup, they were hosts as well. So they had that advantage, home fans, and uh, just the whole aura of being a host. Uh, but like, like, uh, like Albert said, I think in this match, uh, Belgium, it, it's, it's going to be really comfortable for Belgium against Russia. So I'll probably go for 3-0 or 4-0. For Belgium. Oh, maybe okay. I'll, I'll I'll maybe say Russia might score one because you know Belgium's defense is not so strong. So maybe for one. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a good point there that uh you made about Belgium's defense. Like looking through their squad, they don't they don't have a good uh wing backs yeah. or left or right back. Mm. Yeah, I mean like they are famously known for their center backs lah. You know, uh, yeah. Vermaelen, Vertonghen, and Aldevera. But you know, yeah, they don't have a Right back dilemma, like um, they yeah, have, but they have Castani, they have Munir, uh, not too bad. I mean, not not the worst, I guess. They can survive. I think Munir okay. can play as a right back, is it? Yeah, yeah. Munir can play as a right back and right wing back. Hmm. 
Okay. How about left? They don't have a left back, right? Uh, they have used Charlie since the previous World Cup as a left wing back. So I think he's probably going to continue there. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. But Charlie is he come as in like he come from a midfielder position, right? Yes, yes. When he was in Tottenham. So actually, their right wing back and left wing back is like the right wing back is actually a defender. Make shift. Left wing back is yeah, actually yeah. a winger. So they're like yeah. Midfielder. Yeah. Yeah. True. 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 Yeah, so uh, for Russia side, I mean, like, I just have a point to say is that finally, uh, I, I don't know whether you all know this goalkeeper, Archie Fiev, is finally on the squad. <laughs> Sorry, which goalkeeper? Uh, Archie Fiev, uh, they, they have this oh, wow, yes, yes. very experienced goalkeeper yeah. that was He's not in, the squad in every of the major tournament. Yeah, yeah, I think he was too old. He's finally too old to be in the squad. Uh. Yeah, yeah. But I think he has been the ever present since I watched. Uh, yes. soccer. Oh, yes. uh, him and even yeah. Chelyshev, I think he's been there for quite a few tournaments. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ex-Chelsea player, sir, Yuri Djokov. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And veteran, veteran striker, Zuba. Uh, he was there in the previous Oh, World yes, yes, yes. He played as a target. Yes, yes, he was there in the previous World Cup. Yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah, but anyway, I, I agree with you. I think Belgium is too strong for, 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 for Russia yeah. in this case. Okay, let us move on to Group C. Okay, uh, let's not yet, right? uh, discuss. Aus- oh, Austria, yeah. Austria and North Macedonia. Oh, wait, that's Group yeah. C. Yeah. Group C, oh? yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, Group C, Austria versus North Macedonia. Uh, this is a hard one, Arjun. We can <laughs> talk about it. Yeah, so I <laughs> So I, I was doing a little bit of like looking through Austria's squad as well as their recent form. They have not been on good form to put it mildly. Uh, I mean they lost 4-0 to Denmark in their last World Cup qualifier. Uh, they lost to England 1-0 in the friendly. Uh, and they drew with Slovakia. So they're not in good form. And their squad does have like one or two good players. Like Alaba, obviously, so very good uh, servant with Bayern Munich. But Austria tends to use him as a defensive midfielder instead of a defender. And they have Sabitzer as well. Sabitzer from Leipzig, if I'm not mistaken, uh, attacking midfielder. And then, of course, Anatovic. I think all the Premier League fans will probably remember Anatovic. Yeah. He, mm. he is probably expected to lead the line for Austria. Um, yeah, so Austria haven't been on good form. So they're on paper, of course, not Megadina looks like a very small. Team. Uh, like they're probably going to be walkovers. But strangely, strangely enough, looking at their form, their last World Cup qualifier, they beat Germany 2-1. And then in the friendlies, they drew with Slovenia 1-0. And recently they beat Kazakhstan 4-0 as well. So they have actually been on very good form. Oh wow, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, and I think nobody should write off North Macedonia because they are like a fairy tale, you know. Uh they were like the whole country was celebrating that they qualified for Euros. Um, yeah, they beat Germany 2-1 in their last game away and that was such a good uh, result for them. Looking through the squad, of course, there's probably only two players I recognize. One is Goran Pandev. Uh, I think he was, yes. a, was he yes, an Inter Milan? With Inter Milan back in the day. Napoli uh, was it as well? Oh, was it Napoli as well? Yeah. And then the other one is the Leeds left back, Alioski. So these two are the only names I recognize in the squad. But having said that, I think their chemistry and the squad unity is really good. And Borel is very high, obviously, right now. And they have nothing to lose because everyone expects them to be bottom of the group. 
So true. I think they're going to make it hard for Austria. They might even nick the win. Uh, I'm going for a draw, though. I think it's going to be probably a one-all draw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. True, true, true. Uh, Albert, anything to add? Um, I don't think so. But is this like North Macedonia's first major competition appearance or something? Not, not in academia. I, I think so, oh. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. 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 First time. Yeah. yeah. So they really have nothing. Yeah, so... Uh, exactly, yeah. yeah. True, true. I mean, like... Sorry, come again? You know, like Albert said, uh, they have nothing to lose. Yeah, they, they have nothing to lose, yeah. yeah. I think it's a good experience for them and it's... Uh, just go there and enjoy the experience, I feel. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, also I'm surprised that, you know, like, okay, I'm surprised that I can recognize two names from uh, the North Macedonia squad, like, like same as you, similar as you, uh, I think. Yeah. Uh, Goran Pandev, and mm-hmm. also another one is the East United midfielder, Alioski. And actually, Alioski is quite, he performed quite well this season in the Premier League. Yes. I remember him as, you know, one of the important players in Leeds United. You know, yeah, uh, yep. 36 appearances, two goals. Yeah, so not bad, considering also Leeds uh, played well in, in the last season as well. Yep. Yeah, and so he is uh, one of the starting 11 for them. So I agree with your score prediction. I think it will be a draw. It will be a disappointing result for Austria, of course. Yes, definitely. But, yeah, there, there, there's... Probably not enough star power, uh, firepower to, to win the game, uh, I feel. Mm-hmm. For Austria, I mean, Anatovic is, uh, uh, I think he is quite old. Yeah. Yeah. But there was one time, and he was interested in Anatovic, right? Yes. Definitely. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Let us move on to our last um, game for today's discussion. Netherlands against Ukraine. Uh, Albert... Yep. Thing will be Netherlands. Netherlands, yeah, for sure. I don't I don't I don't think I know any people from any players from the Ukraine squad. Um, uh Yamalenko. You will Yamalenko, yeah, Yamalenko. Dijenko, and that's probably yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, Yamalenko yeah, from uh, West Ham, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think only two players. I, yeah. I think on these sort of national uh, teams, national games are pretty hard to tell, especially in the Euros. I still yeah. remember like how two thousand and four when Greece won the whole thing. Mm, yeah. Exactly. Don't give me like an image of how strong Greece <laughs> was, but in reality, it, it probably is not like the best in the Euro. <laughs> That's true. Even in Euro 2016, Portugal wasn't one of the, didn't have one of the best teams. And they somehow won. Yeah, it's true. So I think it will be really interesting to see like how this Euro will surprise us in a, in a sense. Right. Yeah, but I think for this match, I think that teams will have the upper hand considering the, the quality they have in the squad, like defense-wise, yeah. keeper, midfield, and strikers. So your score prediction? A score prediction will probably be uh, 2 0. 2 0, okay. Yep. Uh, but I think for Netherlands, it will be like a project in progress because mm-hmm. I don't think um, I have a lot of confidence in their um, strikers and in their attacking options. Yeah. There are definitely a lot of like youngsters you know, stepping in up and all that. Mm-hmm. So I think like Netherlands probably would not win the whole thing, but that's definitely a project in progress. Yep. Okay. Stephen? 
yeah, I agree that it will be a Netherlands win. Okay. But, and I also agree with Albert that they probably will not win the whole thing. But, um, how to say? I have my doubts in a different department other than attacking. I think attacking-wise, they are quite well stopped. Okay. And, you know, Luke De Jong, Memphis Depay, Marlon, Vinci mm-hmm. Promes, all, all these are, are quite well known across Europe. Sir. And in midfield, they have, you know, uh, Wijnaldum as well, Frankie De Jong from Barcelona. It's the defense where I have doubts. Lah. Okay. Of course, Bojo Van Dijk is a big miss. Mm-hmm. So behind Van Dijk, I don't know who else can step up, step up to the plate to become the defensive leader in Netherlands. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The lead, the lead did not really perform well in the Juventus, I think, this season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nathan Ake, uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> he barely played. So, as so, so, yeah, I think I think he didn't get much game time, uh, play time as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, so probably Bandai would be a big miss. Uh. Sorry? I was thinking like how uh, Stefan the Verge, I don't know how to pronounce his he, name. Uh, yeah, been like, yeah, yeah, been quite solid over the, the years as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think like, probably he could step up to cover like Bandai's loss. Mm. Mm. I think he's quite experienced as well, right? This, yeah, this. true. Uh, yeah. So for me, actually, uh, I was going to disagree with y'all. I think it's going to be an upset. I think Ukraine are going to win this one. So oh. why, why I think so is because, um, again, like uh, based on um, watching Netherlands play recently, uh, I've not watched that much. And also from what uh, Cedric said as well in the previous episode, like how Netherlands didn't have a good uh, Euro qualifying, given that they had a good, um, a good group. So this time they have a relatively good group as well. And Netherlands seem to only perform when they are up against the best and not up against the small teams. So mm. despite them having, like even without Van Dijk, uh, like Albert said, they have Leroy, who has been quite solid. Daily Blin, who's not an out-and-out defender, but he's very good with his the ball and his feet as well. They have Nathan Ake, who has not played that much this season, but he's still an option. And then in attack, Memphis Depay has been on good form. Um, they have Luke Leon as well. They have Quincy Promes, who's quite good as well. Uh, David Klassen, who's solid. In midfield, they have... In midfield, I think, is probably the Netherlands' strongest uh, area. They have Wijnaldum, they have Frankie Leon, uh, they have De Roon. And, yeah, David Klassen plays in midfield as well. So, I think they have a pretty good midfield. Um, mm. In addition to that, Van Anhold can play as a left winger as well as a left back. So I think they have a good enough squad to at least reach like quarters or semis. But in this match, uh, Ukraine have been quite solid. They have good players. I think uh, similar to North Macedonia, they have a good uh, chemistry. Uh, they have a good balance in the whole squad. Uh, players like Yamalenko, who hasn't played that much in West Ham, but usually plays a lot with Ukraine. Zinchenko has been really good with Man City. One of the players who Pep didn't spend so much of money to buy, but has been like one of the <laughs> first players, uh, one of the like mainstays in the starting eleven. So they, they do have like few good players uh, enveloped by a solid team, I think. So which is why I think Ukraine will uh, 
edge this one will cause an upset. Okay. But you just also you also mentioned that Netherlands has a good squad previously. Yes, but uh, I feel Netherlands has a tendency to not do well when they are faced with supposed weaker teams. Uh, they usually do very well when faced with like strong teams, such as the 2010 World Cup, where they reached the they the third place, right? The semi-final, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So in that in that World Cup, they didn't actually have a very good squad. They had an aging Van Persie, aging Robin, aging Snyder. But they still did pretty well. So, yeah. If they are able to get out of the group, then maybe they might do well. Because um, knockouts, they probably will face a big team, right? Yeah, true, true. Okay. Right. And, and like you said, um, even though like by, by ability of players, they won't miss Van Dyke, But I think they will miss his leadership at the back. Uh, no matter... Uh, I think Wijnaldum is the captain right now, right? In the past two or three friendlies, I saw him having the armband. So I don't think he has the same leadership qualities that Van Dijk has. Yeah. No, I disagree with you. Ability-wise, they will still miss Van Dijk. Okay. Because they are the, uh, he is their best defender. Yeah, yeah, right? for sure. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. No, yeah, not that. So, yeah, so in terms of ability and leadership, mm-hmm. both, it will be a big, big miss. Uh. Okay. Okay, any, uh, any else to add before we end today's episode? No, I think that's it from me. Albert, anything for you to add? Uh, probably not. I don't think so. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, so I think that wraps up today's episode and today's discussion. We will also uh, make another episode for uh, the, 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 the other three groups, which is Group D, Group E, and Group F, which will come later. Um, Listeners, if you have any feedback to us, please do drop us a DM on our Instagram. There is at, my Instagram handle is at stevenrockon, that is at S-T-E-P-H-E-N underscore R-O-C-K underscore O-N. Arjun's Instagram handle is at Ruben Arjun, that is at R-D-A-N-A-R-J-U-N. Once again, Albert, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Okay. This podcast is brought to you by Mr. SG and Sasha Bakery. We'll see you again next time. Stay safe. Bye-bye.